0: To the streets, so it you right. Marcus Liberty, a legend on and off the court, give you what you need. Robert Reed at your co-host, go go, yeah. go, go, Like a subscribe and follow, like a crossover. Never know when might fall through this bitch tomorrow, so. All ball Chicago, all ball Chicago, all ball Chicago. All, ball Chicago. all ball I need. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host Marcus, living in the building. What's up, Marcus? What's up, my beautiful
1: people?
0: And I got a special guest in the building today, myself. What's up, beautiful Bobby Reed? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's up, big fella, man? You know what? I've been wanting to tell you this. I think I could take you, Liv. I really do, man. I believe I could get you in a one-on-one. I really do. You know how many people said that to me? I'm telling you right now, face-to-face on air, I want Marcus living in a one-on-one. All jump shots. Just do it. You can't bag me that. I know. I know. I'm cotton candy. I know. Yeah. I'm cotton candy. If you, you bag me that, you, you ain't said. You ain't said number of words, man. I'm all jump shots with you, big fella. I, oh. I'm gonna beat you, man. We are gonna let's do, do this live, too, man. And we know. gonna do. We gonna put some money up in the wheel and just go donate to their favorite charity. Man, let's do it. All right, now don't be don't stop calling me after I beat you.
1: Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I tell you. I tell you what. This is what we do. You know, we can go to ten. Okay. And, uh, and um, I get ball. I get ball first. And if you touched it, if you uh, if you touch the ball, you win. Just off the top. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's what kind of confidence I have. If you touch it, you get your hand anywhere on that ball, you win, man. You win the
0: game. <laughs> You think I can talk a little shit, huh? My hey, Liv, this ain't shit. Is, that's not a curse word down TV. Uh-uh. Hey, I used to tell people that, look, I'm going to spot you 10, game 11, get you the ball, put you at the free throw line. I'm going to go on the other end. You rebound, you get the ball, you make it, you win. Other than that, I was
1: killing you, man. Right, you self <laughs>
0: well uh, people would talk so much trash back in the days man it was ridiculous man
1: that was the crazy yeah. part man yeah but- man <clears throat> people did talk a lot of trash and that was a good thing too i mean it was good trash talking it wasn't trash talking when we gonna go back and want to fight hey man these shorties don't know how to talk trash now and i'm gonna tell you for
0: instance i was at my son's AU game i know uh, they was playing against mean streets it was that was when he was playing with uh team rose mm-hmm. and the, the trash talk that they talk It's like part of my language. Oh, bitch ass nigga, you know, whole ass nigga. That's not trash talking dog.
1: That's (laughs) fighting
0: words.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is calling somebody out of their name. I
0: told them, I I pulled my son to the side. I said, dude,
1: that's not trash
0: talking. That's Uh those are fighting words. So Uh I I think Uh our generation lost the trash talk because they took it out for a minute. Remember. Remember back in the league, they was uh, finding dudes the minute they said something crazy. So, uh, yeah, man, but I wanted to holler about A.C. Green, man. A.C. Green, man, he's been saving homes, man, saving people in Chicagoland area, um, you know, on their mortgages. Because we got a lot of predatory lending, man, that goes on in our communities, man. And for him to just take the approach to try to save black families, just all families, man, because we are usually the victims of the predatory lending. So he right. found his niche in our community, man, and he's helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people on their mortgage remodify. And that's why I wanted to just bring him on because a lot of people may be listening to our show in the urban community that just don't know what to do because we just went through a pandemic, live. We got people getting put out their houses right now. And they might just not they might not know how to get up out of it. So well, I figured, man, we'll bring him on and just share something with our community, well, man. Just like
1: you- when you told me you bringing you you got AC Green, I'm thinking AC Green the Lakers. I know you. <laughs> so that's what I was I was thinking when you said yeah, I got AC Green. You know, so I was excited. I don't know, I don't know my man, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure I get to know him a little bit on the show because I've been out of the loop out of Chicago, and everybody I talked to said he has his own radio show and uh, doing his thing. So. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. What 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 he got for the people, you know? Maybe he can help some 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 of our listeners with, with whatever, you know. Whatever he's doing, you know, we can we can uh, ask the question and how they can find him and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, man. You know, it's uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's our lack of knowledge, in our communities, that hurt us the most. And I just want to speak to that Kevin outside of AC Kevin
1: Group. Kevin hey, Haywood, know everybody. Do it. You put his whole name up there on the timeline. Yeah, he said
0: he graduated from Julian High School. So he's uh, he from the South side, you know, like most of us, either from the South side or the West side. I don't meet too many people from the North side. And- um,
1: But he's from your neighborhood. So that's how you probably know
0: him. No, nah, um, actually he, he, he graduated in 1979. I was born in 68. All right. So he, he graduated high school. He graduated you know, high school in '79.
1: Right, but I'm saying he got to know somebody in the neighborhood that you say he's from Roseland. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, that's over there by Quentin Richardson
0: in uh in that area, but. Mm. But like I was saying, man, and this might go a little deep off subject, and I just want to be, you know, I'm a very intelligent individual. I pride myself on my academic knowledge and my range, and I don't brag about it a lot, but I'm very smart. And um, is it one thing that I would like to speak to in our urban community is it is our lack of knowledge and our negligence that hurt us the most. And when I say that, it is this. And I'm going to speak to the virus real quick, and I'm going to be real brief. You know, people talk about that Tuskegee experiment, about how Black people, it, it backed us up, it called us up, uh, that's why they're not taking the vaccine. Let me just let the people know that's listening. The, the Tuskegee experiment, it was a vaccine, and it was the fight polio. And that vaccine was penicillin. Black people didn't want to take it because they thought that they were trying to kill them off. So the study group were the people who didn't take it. And those were the people who were dying in droves because they didn't want to take that vaccine, which was penicillin, to help cure polio. So I want mm. to share that with the people, man, because I keep hearing people throw around the Tuskegee experience, the but they not doing their research. You know, and me being a school teacher for 10 years back in the days, I don't put out information unless I know it's 100% legit. So let that be y'all learning, learning notion right there. Because I got a few buddies that haven't got the vaccine because they keep reverting back to the Tuskegee experiment. And I mm. let them know exactly what happened. You know what penicillin is, right, Liv?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're
0: still using it to this day. So, yeah, know and, and penicillin for people who don't know, this I'm going to take it a step further. Penicillin comes from molded bread. So the mold, the green mold on the bread, that's penicillin. In its rawest form, a lot of people didn't know that. So yeah. you know, I, I don't break out my knowledge too much, but uh, I'm a pretty smart dude, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joke around a lot. I forget the degree, forget how, the college degree.
1: How you gonna go from uh, basketball, me playing you one on one to penicillin? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, <laughs> hey, some <laughs> people, some people was to the of for other stuff. I just don't know. I just don't know. Man. <laughs> it was used for other stuff, man. The red schoolhouse. But yeah, man, I'm gonna get you in that one-on-one, and I'm telling you, man. When I, when I when we play that game, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We gonna vivid, We gonna live that. But yeah, he just texted me. He said he, he's coming on the link right now.
1: Yeah, that's all good, man. Um, I was up in
0: Chicago State yesterday, and I went no, I to gym.
1: You with your, I saw you with your three-piece suit on.
0: Uh-uh, don't get it wrong. That's a five-piece suit, man. A handkerchief. <laughs> I got a head thing. Yeah, but yeah, I saw the true. team in there. I went and got in there chance to t- 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 watch the team work out and stuff. And they got some bigs over there.
1: Yeah, I think – I don't know the gentleman's name, but I know he's not from Chicago. I think he's from Florida. And I think he brought some guys from Florida uh, with him. Uh, we just got to give him a chance, give him an opportunity to see what he can do uh, you should have got his information. Maybe we could have got him on all ball Chicago. Uh, oh, yeah. My guy, he,
0: uh, my guy, I said say he get him for us, man. You know, they was engulfed in practice. I didn't, you know, I'm an outsider. And they had the uh, Secretary of State up there, to in the campus. So as I was going through Chicago State, um, I got I my you, I, I
1: mean, I saw you when you was going live with it and walking around. Didn't you it see look, how vacant they it were? It's a nice campus, man. It's a nice Ain't campus. it, man. But. You know, I just think people now, man. You just saw. Did you see that stuff that just happened? The thing that just happened to the kid at, at, at right across from your high school, Simeon. Somebody told me a kid got shot over there yesterday, yeah, man. Just going to get him something to eat. You know, wow. It's just getting crazy, man. Uh, Chicago, and uh, just I just pray, man, that we. And I don't even know how how. If that's helping, man, you know, praying, you know, because these Hey kids, man,
0: I hate to say it, man. Prayers and vigils, man, that's over with, man.
1: We need, it, we need solutions, bro. Yeah, man.
0: It's we like, need immediate solutions,
1: bro. Because I can only imagine if that was somebody that was related to me, you know, that that, that happened to, you know, uh, I'd be outraged, you know, why, you know, why, you know, why is guns being, around schools? Why is no protection around the schools? We know what's going on. Uh, Why is no policemen, you know, around the schools? You know, is it the city doesn't back them no more? I don't know. You know, that's why I say I, I would love to get a city official, somebody that can help us understand why is it so easy, you know, for kids to just get shot right outside of the school with no protection around.
0: Hey, man, I was out there yesterday, bro. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a grown man. I was. I mean, driving out there on my mind, all I'm thinking is somebody shooting through my car. Like, this is how this is the atmosphere that they've created when you get on that expressway going in Chicago. I'm I'm up through 95th. I'm, I'm watching. How, make sure I don't cut nobody off because that's what they say. If you cut them off, they shoot me. And I, I'm trying to make sure I just stay out of the way. And I and there was a time when we grew up, we didn't have to worry about those things.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, man. That you said they—if you cut someone off, you might get a bullet shot at you, or bullets shot at on, the,
0: you. on the expressway. That's where yeah. they get you at. They rap—that's right. what they—and they raps right now. They get you on the expressway so they can keep going.
1: Right. Well, my guy, uh, Duroanno, Arnold, Arnold said the national guards. You know that maybe we need to bring the national guards, which is sad that we have to go to that extent to keep the peace in in Chicago but it's 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 ridiculous man we need, we need we need we need solutions we do and maybe our guy maybe our guest can can help us with that too maybe ac got some solutions that maybe he can share with some of our listeners about uh, you
0: know my my thing big fella is this we know that they don't want the solution because the money is in the incarceration they get free work free labor while you in there then you got vendors who provide the clothing, tissue, all of that. Penitentiary is big business. They don't want right. to clean it up, brother. Right. You not know, they keep them doors turning? the attorneys making money? The police making money? It is big business. So expect right. it to get worse because they're making droves of money. The, the doggone people who own
1: the funeral homes, everybody making money. All right. Well, we so, got your man. We got your man now, man. Let's, uh, let's bring him on in. Uh, and then we can- you know, start uh, talking.
0: There he is. Let me give him an intro. Man, welcome, welcome to All Ball Chicago, man. We got one of the legends from Chicago, 106.3 Radio. He's been doing his thing for the people in Chicago, help them save with their mortgages. He's from the south side of Chicago. He needs no introduction, man. Give it up to my man, A.C. Green, from the A.C. Green Show. What's
2: up, Mike? How you all doing? Good, good, good very good. <laughs> I see you got your That's a great roles, intro, man. Come on, Doc. I feel like I want to do a sky hook or something with that one. <laughs> you know, people mistake me for my, when they hear my name for A.C. Green that played um, for the Lakers. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously when you see me standing up against somebody like that, you see I'm 5'9", and that guy's 6'8", or whatever. You know, right. But I always let them know I got game. So, hey, listen, I can do my part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Liv, you thought that's
1: who it was when I told you, right? Yeah, yeah. He said, man, I got AC Gray coming on. I said, A C Green from the Lakers? How you get that one? How you get that one? <laughs> He said, No man, this is a legend in Chicago on the radio, man. I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, Well, yeah, that's uh that's good, man. That's uh so how you doing, my brother?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. I see you got
1: your roses back there already, man. I so.
2: got, um, well, that's my little background scenery. We're going we gonna to move that into the fall time with the, you know, the festive fall, then Christmas and that whole thing. But it's not a green screen. This is my actual, I, I converted during the pandemic. I converted a, a bedroom because, you know, during the pandemic, you're in your house all the time. So right. you're always finding ways to trick out your house, you know, during the pandemic because you got to see these walls all the time. So I took a bedroom. And I converted it into a studio because we started doing these Zooms and and um, communicating like this. So, you know, I took a room where I normally my bed would be on the other side and I'll wake up and look out this window back here. So this is my background set. And I, right in front of that little sitting area, I just make my little flower and whatever to give a little festivity. Right. right.
0: There you go.
2: There you right, go. So we,
1: so we was just talking before you came on actually, mm-hmm. about Chicago and the violence that was going on. What do you think we need to do as a race to 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 make it better what do you think we need to do
2: um man if i if 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 i really could authentically answer that question um you know hey i would probably not be sitting in this seat right Right. now because the whole world would want to know um what to do but i do i do um even though i graduated some years before he did today uh, uh, yesterday earlier today when I heard uh, about the shooting outside of Simeon, I thought about Ben yes and um, and how his future we would know him as a great ball player today and and we it's it's unbelievable the first thing we need to do mm-hmm. which is which is not the thing everybody wants to hear we need to rethink black folks need to rethink Mm -hmm. how we are exemplifying our culture. Our culture needs a reset, Mm. even a subculture, so that we can get back to zero. Because we so far off that um, the way you know that you really have (coughs) hit rock bottom is when you start attrition and start the loss. So, 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 let's say, you know, you, you somebody gave you a million dollars hmm. and you know, you, you start, you know, living up a little bit and, you know, living up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until one day you've got a hundred dollars in the bank. When hmm. you get beyond that hundred dollars where you have zero in the bank and now you start losing your shit, your stuff. When you start losing it all right then, hmm. you know, you hit rock. Right, we losing it we we right. further than bottom. We're losing. We're being wiped out mm-hmm. by each other. So unless we do a reset on our own community, then, listen, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s times that were worse in terms of white supremacy than ever before in human history, or even before that, there were bad times. We weren't losing our mm-hmm. people. Mm. Not wow. by our own hands. They, they may have been doing something. We weren't right. doing it. When we start doing it, you know it's a problem. It's got so bad. Till if we don't fix who we are as a culture and what we're exemplifying to each other, how we're functioning, treating each other. We don't change that. We're gonna it's gonna be self-inflicted genocide pure.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Man, no, I, I get it too. I, I get what you're saying. And it's and it's and it's ridiculous.
2: It's absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. But, but it gets to the point where if people are not sensitized to death, then it's not a whole lot of places to go beyond that. Mm. When, when you can watch people die and it's not a problem, you know, then it's, it's think about it. On the average weekend in Chicago, the level of child death over the last since, since January, the level of child death is more children dying since January this year that <clears throat> have died from coronavirus children die from coronavirus in the entire time of coronavirus. Think about that. We're talking about three year wow. old, four year old, five year olds. Wow. <clears throat> That's a big deal. But is there a big hue and cry for that? No, you know no. why? Because the media doesn't signal us to get mad and you know, until mm-hmm. they signal us to get mad we don't get mad look at the young lady um you know god rest her soul gabby patino the uh, young white young lady down here in florida yeah the, the, but but i'm trying to figure out kiara cole the postal worker pregnant in chicago they still ain't found her in over three years right and, but nobody has signaled us to care like that Wow, we got to come down to it no the media hasn't signaled care like this we care but we don't care like that like we care about death in chicago but we don't care to stop all the presses and let's fix that we don't care like that we're stopping all the presses to fix COVID. we're not stopping all the presses to fix that problem because the people that control the presses don't care about you like that unless you care about you like that ain't nothing gonna happen it's gonna keep happening just like it's happening
1: that's a good point. That's a good point. Until we, until we start our concerns about this and take action.
2: And take then, action. Yeah. and, 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 and It's going to take action. So whenever you have um, an, an issue, whatever it is in the life, whenever you have an issue in life, you hear me on the radio, I'm talking about the mortgage modifications or uh, helping you build your credit or your finances or whatever, whatever you have an a issue in life, you first of all have to clearly identify it's an issue. Like, Mm -hmm. clearly, I know this is the problem. And then once you identify the problem, you have to do every advanced study, um, training, get information from other people to identify the potential solutions to the problem. Once you've done that and you settle on one, two or three potential solutions, you have to take action at a level that's so awesome, so massive, so, 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 so forward moving and forward thinking that you go to fix it because other than that it won't get fixed look at this tons of folks you all are um uh are no strangers to working out to training um, mm-hmm. and athletics so look you can say all day you want i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna get in shape you can do say it all day your mouth may may get tired and worked out but <laughs> the, the way- the rest of you is not going to get worked out and you won't be losing weight until you identify what needs to happen and then take incredible action to do that. But the, mm-hmm. but one of the things that we do clearly too much of is we decide to look the other way. We know it's there, but we look the other way. It's like It's, it's like you know the scale is in that room. <laughs> you don't step on it because you know if you step on it then that makes you accountable because everybody 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 that can think knows one thing you cannot fix what you do not measure
1: mm, mm, talk it
2: talk if you it you don't measure it you're not gonna fix that you just you you just you just you just fooling yourself and everybody who wouldn't to listen to you because if you're not gonna measure it how can you fix it? That's right. <laughs> so if I'm looking the other way at 40 people getting shot and and two babies dying on a weekend, I'm looking the other way. I'm not gonna fix that. No, nope. because I'm not. Right. I'm not really gonna looking at it. I'm not gonna measure that. I'm not gonna add that cost up. Why am I gonna do that if I know I'm not gonna do it? Well, if I know I'm getting ready to eat that double cheeseburger with the stack of fries and all that, I'm gonna get on the scale. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, just, I'm not gonna just save myself that misery. <laughs>
0: Hey, let me ask you real something, ask you something real quick, Lynn. Uh Do you think they put too much pressure on the public public officials to fix this stuff? Like Lori Lightfoot inherited this mess, right?
2: She did. She did. Well, you know, politicians are politicians. Politicians, mm. um, you know, they are fueled by um, donations. So, so I'm going to ask your question. But let me just say it like this. In order to really understand anything when it comes to public policy or about any politician fixing anything. Let's let's understand the, the first thing about modern politics. Modern modern politics is more about the donations than it is about the office. That's the first thing. Oh. So politicians when they when they run to get in, in position, they may in the in the infancy stages of their uh, political well let me let me um go ahead Okay, in the infancy stages of their political careers, maybe maybe they have a good heart, you know. But once you get into politics, you understand. In order to stay in politics, you have to raise money. So a congressman, a mayor, two seconds after they get the office, they have to start getting having fundraisers, uh, fundraisers because they want to stay there. And the only way to stay there is to raise more money. So first thing got to understand about a politician, they're there to bring in resources to themselves so that they can stay there because once you get there, the power becomes infectious and you don't want to leave. So Lori Lightfoot knew before she thought about walking into that office, what the costs were and what the situations were in our community. She knew that upfront. She had no designs on fixing that beyond making sure she was good. And in order to fix that, you got to put a lot of resources into that. And who has the resources? Anybody out there in the audience, you all raise your hand if you know who has the resources. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: The resources are not being gathered in for the Black community from the Black community. You all know that, right? right. We're right. not benefactors of ourselves. As a matter of fact, if it was not for white conservative Republican call it big money, philanthropic organization and many, many liberals, like the MacArthur foundation and people like that. Black folks wouldn't have donations for grants and stuff like that. You think it's coming from black people? Mm. It's coming from white folks. Where is Lori Lightfoot telling white folks to send their money? Mm. You think she tell them to send it to us? No, she's not mm. She's telling them to send it to anybody that has anything to do with how she gets to stay in that office. It's simple as that. So a puppet, she's like a puppet. Absolutely. So so let's talk about the very fundamentals of it. If I don't feed a human being healthy, and I expect them to think healthy all day, Mm -hmm. I'm already crazy. Right. I'm already crazy. If, If you don't guarantee how a person eats and how they get nutrition, I guarantee you that the net result is going to be a disaster. Mm. Look at the people down there in Haiti. I mean, in the um Del Rio Texas, right now from Haiti.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so crazy.
2: Don't, don't, that's absolutely crazy. They're living and they're sleeping, they're standing in their own feces, um, and Ooh. and waddling like pigs in a in a sty, and everybody's watching them do it. Yeah.
0: No so outrage. Everybody's
2: watching them do it. They they don't have food to eat. They got to bring them food to eat. They don't have nutrition. The fundamental thing they don't have. And somehow they're supposed to be sustaining themselves there. Since since January, there have been people by 200,000 or more crossing the border every single month. We have never seen them waddle like pigs in a sty until the Haitians show up. You tell me, because everybody who cares knows that a human being at the most fundamental level has to have nutrition to live. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to let you waddle in the desert, relatively speaking, with nothing to eat because it don't make sense to you living. So that means if I don't care how you get nutrition, I don't care how you live or I don't care if you live. That's the answer Mm -hmm. you are. Wow. And so now it's up to us to care about ourselves, but we've been taught to care about ourselves only through the eyes of a, I don't want to yeah. say it. But it's true. I got you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> we were, that's how we were taught to care about ourselves. And so what we have to do is we have to, we have to, we have to get off of that mental plane and brothers like you and many others that are, that are viewing this, We need assistance. We need to make, we need to create another culture that is even a subculture of our culture so that we can realign how things need to be. It's like we we have to reteach people that it is not good enough to just be raised by half of the birthing process. It took two people to do it. It's Mm -hmm. going to take two people to do it. It's how it works. You can't have a Y chromosome without an X chromosome and have a human being. Mm, mm, so how mm. do you think that when you get older that's going to happen and it's going to make sense to people? It's not going to make sense. And so uh, 20, 30 years ago, there was some talk, well, you know, um, we're going to do the best we can. With the best you can, huh? You're going to take a whole human being and do the best you can with a whole human being. I think mm. that's all right.
1: That's all right. Wow.
2: It's language like that that has inculcated our community and that we've pass it down to other generations and it always gets degraded as you pass it down so it gets more like oh yeah we're gonna do our the gets to be no we don't need this no we don't need no daddy no no we don't need and it gets out like, oh yeah we don't even matter it gets all the way down to where now we've just totally removed them all the way now that i'm seeing grown people who are very prominent athletes and entertainers they not even even trying to remove the man they try to t- change the man into something else mm. I mean, you mm. seen it too.
0: When mm. you mean, really hold happy. on, you say you say change it to something else. What do you mean,
2: man? Listen, I, with the me.
0: skirts on,
2: it ain't dresses. Whole dresses, <laughs> whole dresses. It's like they, it, it's a of like it's it like it's like the, the black man ain't there to the black man is a woman. Hmm. Think, of, I mean, hmm. just think about it. it's all messaging. Found I'm in the business of messaging, so I do media, I do radio. So I do when when the radio show started. The executives at the radio stations, um, you know, they didn't think that the show would would make it. So I was pitching my idea and all those things. And we not we fund the show. We've been funded for 15 years. Um, and we're on every urban platform in Chicago. We have 1.8 million listeners weekly. And mm-hmm. that's across many stations. So I can be on one station and be on the other one too. And the executives, when I gave them the idea, they said it wouldn't work. And they said it wouldn't work because Black, Folks don't want to do nothing but shake their ass and drink more liquor. Now, shaking, shaking your ass and drinking more liquor is what happens on. Uh, or think about it: you sell more liquor and you you play music musical they can dance. So they giving people what they want. And I said this: I say, yeah. And why they shaking their ass and drinking more liquor, they losing their house. They got bad credit. They need to start a business. They need to know this and know this. So I went ahead with my idea and. Fifteen years later, now we're the darling of those stations because uh, we've outlasted many of the uh, the programmers that they had on air and the program directors. And not only that, we have been able to attract an audience because it is true that it that you can uh, be entertained and educated and informed at the same time. That can happen, and so we have proven that can happen. In the same way, we need to reconstruct how we're functioning with family. We have to redefine this for ourselves. We cannot wait for somebody else to define it because what happens to the babies who are growing up now and the kids who are growing up now? If they're growing up now under this understanding, you all, it is not gonna be good. It's just not. They're gonna be learning how to marginalize their own people and how black death doesn't equal anything. It's no, it, it evokes no emotion. You got you got forty. Uh, you all, if I if I got this wrong, anybody looking, you all can correct me on this. I believe it's forty or fifty years later. Um, they started the black doll test, where they took a, a white doll test. They took a white doll and gave it to a child, and um, they asked the child some questions, and um, invariably, the child, the black child, would think the white doll was better pure kinder um, than the black doll all these many years later no difference mm-hmm. what we think about ourselves is reflective to how we act those thoughts out because as a man or woman think it, that's who they are mm. <laughs> hey uh
1: that's this is knowledge man this is a we gonna call this the knowledge episode <laughs> <laughs> you dropping it, drop it man and um and you you are so right on a lot of those things man because i always was taught you know you're going to be just like your parents you yeah. know and, and then my mom and dad didn't have an education past high school you know so i'm like well, what do you mean i'm gonna be like my my parents you know i'm like my mom told me to be better than them you know my mom and dad told me to be better than them you know go to go to college make sure you go to college make sure you get your degree you know make sure you you know you leave something behind you know for your your your, your kids you know but how can we we do that ac when constantly that's what we we see our parents you know our parents ain't do nothing so you're not going to be you so how are you doing how are you getting that across to your, your, your viewers and, and people that got in contact with you about making sure that credit is right, making sure, you know, you can afford this house w- without going the other route. What you said, the booty, you know, the party and then the drinking.
2: Right. Well, what, what the thing about it is, you know, people go party, they're going to have a good time. they going to drink and all of that. That doesn't mean that because you party, you have a good time that you still cannot own a home. You still cannot raise a family. You know, those putting those things together, how people give us those messages, it's all bad, all wrong. Uh, Folks all over the world, anywhere I've gone, I have watched folks of all races and colors and everything else party and drink. And that didn't mean they were poor, broke down, disrespecting women or men. That that didn't mean that. What we have to do is we have to start to define ourselves for ourselves. We cannot continue to let other folks define who we are. And then we have to Um, do a better job of exampling who we should be to Mm. each other. So see, we've been here before, and that's what's so sad about this. You should never trace over the exact same step that you just passed. Mm. No, it should be some variation in them steps. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Why are you going back over the same tracks unless you never really understood that them were the same tracks? Mm. Right? You never really got it. So look at this. There was a time in our history where Um, they called them the greatest generation and then coming out of those that group of people where they were the difference for each other. And that's what I talk about on the radio. So maybe you didn't have it, right? But that means that I have more information and maybe more resources. So therefore I have to give you some of what I have, Mm -hmm. right? To whom much is given, much is required. So if you think about this, how many of our grandparents and great grandparents took in each other's kids, cousins, nephews, nieces, and all those things, even some people's neighbors that they weren't even related, took them into their own home and raised them to adulthood? Was they did practice. that Because wherever mm-hmm. they saw a deficit, they made up the difference. What we have stopped doing is we have stopped making up the difference. And let me just, I use this parallel when I talk about things like this, because- the more stark you get with your with your words and your understandings, the, the more it, it affects people's minds and it breaks through all that crud that's sometimes on our minds and it keeps us from hearing it. So let me evoke the name of Donald Trump. It always gets people's attention. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Donald Trump is, a, as people said he was, he was a, is, narcissistic. As a president. And what narcissism is, like, you're thinking more about yourself. You're all into yourself. And you know that kind of narcissism. And I tell people all the time, when they tell when they would tell me, say, well, you know, Donald Trump, he should be the president because he's a narcissist. I said, well, as far as I'm concerned, everybody out here I see, they only thinking about themselves, not considering other people and everything, black, white, <laughs> so shouldn't a narcissistic country have a narcissistic president? Because y'all ain't nothing but the narcissists, too. <laughs> right. You only thinking about yourself? You ain't thinking about taking nobody else's kids in. You exactly. see, all the people over there need help. You got a little bit more than they do. You don't help them. So why did mm-hmm. you not? Well, we shouldn't have another. I said, Well, listen, what happens is this if you inculcate an atmosphere with a certain spirit, what it, like it or not, that spirit is gonna rise from the top to the bottom. Go ahead and let a go go ahead and let somebody who is not of your spirit. Dwell in your house mm. and see what happens over time.
1: Mess that crib up.
2: Go mess that whole mm. crib up, from the <laughs> top to <laughs> the bottom. And so, and, and look, look. If we weren't so infected with narcissism, we'd have never got Donald Trump. You know why? Because our spirits would have seen Orange Man bad coming in the door, but we didn't mm. see it coming in the door. Or oh, we could say we want to say, but that's happening at every single level, not just president. Look everywhere else, everybody. All you got to do is look at every area of of government and and leadership life. It's infected with the same thing all of us have become to some extent. We do not look out for each other like our ancestors looked out for those in their um, generations that end up getting us to where we are now. We would not be here Hmm. if those men and women had not constantly made up the difference for folks that didn't have as much as they did. They constantly did it. We do. We do very little of that. And that's why right now I can I can um, venture to, to, to say to you that there will not be any real introspective conversations that's going to be substantive towards um, building our community from the young man's death that got killed outside of Simeon. It's going to be some conversations like we having some, right? It's Mm -hmm. going to be some things like that. They're going to have a funeral service. They're going to have things uh, of that nature, but it's not going to be anything substantive. Think about it. What what did the folks do? Clearly, after all agendas were met, you stopped hearing any word of George Floyd. Mm. Yeah. He just disappeared like it never happened.
0: Yeah, I think they paid him out though, right? His family got got a check, and
2: they get they right. <laughs> now, up. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. If this, is this is that's really the name of the game for a lot of the power brokers, is they'll go take something that happens in a vacuum, and then they'll create an agenda around it. It's all right if I pay this one out because I got to make sure that I cover the agenda all the way around. And that's what ends up happening to our people. We are used towards agendas. Like, I mean, maybe y'all can help me with this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a Hispanic or a white athlete put on a dress? Okay. Oh, what the heck, the Camacho
0: Camacho? He used to wear those little things, but it wasn't oh, a dress. That's, that's
2: come to modern, more like in the last 10 years. Have you right. in this new thing? Have you have you what have you seen that? No. Okay, let me ask you a question. And I told some people on my Facebook page, I said, listen, y'all, just because I don't like it for, for my nieces and daughters and and and, uh, and and those in my family don't mean that a whole part of me likes seeing uh Megan the stag and um and, and Carter B bumping bumping uglies on, on national TV. I'd rather like that. <laughs> but you said I you like it. that? I, but I didn't like it. At the, same time, the man and he loved it. Right, right. I, but I didn't like it. And they couldn't understand on my page. I, I, I said, y'all, listen, our daughters can't be getting mentally tricked out like this. That ain't sustainable. But the people that control the media thought it's all right to have two Black women do that. You, mm-hmm. want, you get what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. all right for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But, but you will not see them use other cultures to influence the mindsets of a people like they do us. We are we are used as fodder to become whatever they choose to let us become. And, and so I, I was telling people on the radio last week, I said, and, and that is apropos for generally how people see people that they brought into a situation. Whenever somebody brings in you into a situation, that's probably the most powerful part of your relationship—the way you were brought in, because generally people do not ever advance you mentally in their minds beyond where they brought you in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. So, in a in. nutshell, so in a nutshell, the people who brought us over here as slaves will always see us as slaves.
2: They're gonna always use you. <laughs> that's,
0: what, that's what, what they,
1: they want. Live, what,
0: Liv, what you call this episode? Huh? <laughs> uh, what you say, Liv, You say this is the what episode? The, the Liv, knowledge dropping, episode? Yeah, it's dropping knowledge episode. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's
2: what they gonna me, always do with you? Think about, but but just consider that. What else? You were you and I are assets. We were brought here for that purpose. We have other purposes. We have desires. We have um destiny. But the people that brought you, unless you of yourself put forth the effort to change the narrative, nobody else is ever going to do it. That's in their mind; it's not their obligation. Think about man. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. We got. I, I mean, I'm sure we got it. We got folks. Look at. I just got to be honest. Mm-hmm. women that i functioned with in life that i intended to do the right thing and i call it all the right thing if if i got to understand it with you and you got to understand with me but if i brought you in like that right that's all it was gonna be (laughs) but if i brought you in like that that's how i brought you in It, it was some women that I loved them from the first second. I I don't care what they would have done. I loved them just like that. Mm -hmm. The first second. You know, the whole part of them. I love all of them. Not just the physical outside. I loved everything about them first second. It was nothing you was going to do to change my mind. Not nothing. And I brought you in. I'm going to always feel about you like that. Because that's how I brought you in. Mm -hmm. So the interest of anything, I don't care whether it's the situation politically, whether it's are the way we bring children in the world, how we educate children in school, how we brought them in school, how we um, you know, bring people into our lives in any area. The most important part of the relationship is how you were brought in. Because generally, the relationship and the understanding of how you were brought in is basically going to be, to the people that brought you in, it's going to be what it's going to be. People mm-hmm. don't advance people that much in life. They really don't is how they brought you in. And in this country, we have to make sure that we clearly get that every generation has to fight for its own freedoms. That even though Dr. Martin Luther King and Fannie Lou Hamer and Marcus Garvey and and, um, even though uh, Malcolm X, um, even though they did great things, we're not going to be able to advance ourselves as a people based on what they did. Now, we can live off of the energy, the spirit, the aroma, the information of what they did. But every generation has to fight for its own freedom. So the, the goal of the system now is to dull and dumb you down. So you mm-hmm. don't even have enough sense to fight for yourself. Mm. That is what they doing. They are doing it. And listen, the quickest way to do that is to make somebody believe that they are aware they, they are not. So for instance, if you if you had a if, if you had a a, a play on a team that for some reason you had to you know make the mom and daddy feel good because they're riding your back and you're gonna play them and you know you know they're not right. an asset to that team you right. know it already they're not an asset but you're gonna put them on the floor anyway you're gonna do that you're gonna harm your whole team and them <laughs> because you're gonna put them on the uh, the floor anyway how much sense the the ultimately does that make what you're doing when you do that is you're hurting that person when you put them on the floor Mm -hmm. because if you don't train and coach them to be the best they can be to compete at the level of those who are already on the floor what you're actually doing is you are hurting them irreparably for life now i'm saying that to say that black folks are made to think now like some of these um these little league baseball, basketball teams. And I, every time I go around them, it's like, well, everybody gets a trophy the hell. I don't want my kids on nothing where everybody gets a trophy. Get a trophy. So I get something that everybody gets a trophy and, 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 and especially if, if it's some folks that are not black, like me, that's coaching them. They're not going to function through your life. They're going to function through black life. And one day, somebody that don't didn't know this thing happened is going to have them in a situation where they can advance them. And, and that child that you let pass every single time, they're not going to know this all is a competition. That's right. And what you're going to mm. do is you're going to dull them down for the real competition. Mm. So sport is about really challenging you to challenge yourself because ultimately the person that you ultimately need to be challenging. And I'm, if I'm a coach, I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you how to challenge yourself. I'm teaching you how to compete against yourself because mm-hmm. when you are going through life and you understand that these people have something and you want to know if you can overcome it, you got to then ask yourself, what do you have? And mm-hmm. if you have never asked yourself that question, that question, because everybody has let you pass through. You're not ready to compete you can't do it and all of this is a c- competition all of it's a race we talk about race in terms of color no no It the, the, the human race is really a race mm, it really people is try to beat people they try to get ahead of people and if you don't get that this is a race like that then you already out so what they're doing now is they're talking about all all the stuff about well you know we we, we th- these are good not non-black white folks said well it's no, it's no more racism we're gonna get rid of racism we're gonna do the number one don't ever shadow box mm. uh, um with the boogeyman mm. because it's, it's you're gonna tie yourself out for nothing
0: you got to break that down you got to break that down you made, well, no well, shadow well, box well, the whole
2: thing the is the whole thing is when the the quickest way to take over a person is to make them believe something that's not if i can make you believe something that's not then i can trick you out with all kinds of things so if i can make you believe that your fight is really against white supremacy i really got you your mm. fight is not black folks fight is not against white supremacy if that was the case how the hell did muhammad ali become muhammad ali mm. white supremacy was a whole a lot more drastic than it is now how did right. he become that guy listen let me just let's put this in the context Muhammad Ali literally went against the whole government and the whole world by not going to the military, and he won. Yeah. Tell me how many people you know, black, white, or anybody else, will have the guts, the balls, the, the, the cojones to do that. Hmm. Muhammad Ali was different, wholly different. I mean, the world. We're talking about the United States military in the 60s. Right. Think about today. In the 60s, he lit all oh, the What well, 60s? He came, but he said, I'm not going. And then he said, This he said, Well, we come down to it. I'm willing to die. I'm willing to give up my life. Yeah, yeah, for what I believe. That's what he said. And he do four years in, in, in jail. He did no years. No years. He didn't go they let home. him go. He, he, won. he won. He won the case. He uh-huh. won the case. He won the case. There's a documentary they're going to start playing. I think it's on um, PBS about that whole thing. Go, they're going really deep into it. But he did zero years. Muhammad Ali did no years, and he went against. He was willing to give up his boxing. He was a heavyweight trap champion of the world, right? He was willing to give up his boxing, his money, everything he had
1: for what he believed. For in. what
2: he believed in. And that's the that that's our heritage. As a matter of fact, as black folks. And that is exactly what we're missing today. So right now, the, the, it's a whole new trick. No, let's not oppress them by physically chaining them. Let's oppress them by giving them false liberation. In other words, if I tell you that there is no more white supremacy, I've just told you a lie.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
2: and if I told you, and if I told you that I'm going to help you come against white supremacy. telling you a lie Mm. and if i and if i tell you that you need to fight against white supremacy i'm telling you a lie. you know why because to fight against white supremacy is like trying to fight against hate you don't fight against it you become the difference of it Mm. because if that was the case in the 1800s how did um what's my uh lady's name? in the she became the first black uh millionaire
0: madam cj walker
2: madam cj walker there you go madam cj walker how did she become in the 1800s the first a woman the first black millionaire Mm. racism had to be a whole lot worse in the 1800s how did she she become the first black millionaire and be the neighbor having a mansion right next to rockefeller Mm. how How did that happen so somebody lying here if you fight against great White supremacy in 2021, what was she fighting against? Or did she know it was a fight? She has to know it was a fight because there were surely oppressive people in the 1800s. But did she care? Or did she take it on as a fight? Here's what I say: You can never play a game trying not to lose. You got to play the one. And when, and when they give you, when they put you in a situation where you're fighting against something that's a ghost and a boogeyman, then they got you playing the game, trying not to lose, when you should be doing like Muhammad Ali did and playing to win. Hmm.
0: So you get it now, Bobby? I'm willing, man. You're going to make me go back right to the classroom. I feel like teaching again, man. No, come on. I,
2: I saw you over at Chicago State yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I saw you up oh. there. You know, I spent a lot of time at Chicago State. I I went I had some great teachers. Monkey Green was my advisor and teacher in the music department. Um. I mean, really great. I was uh, let me let me tell you a little story. So, at Chicago State University, um, my first day in class, I wrote a. I went, my first class was English, and I wrote an expository writing assignment. Right there, I was late for class, <laughs> and um, they, everybody else had started writing there. I got in, I started writing mine, and um, my teacher was really impressed by how I was writing, and she helped me after class, and she talked to me said, you know, you write very well. Your, your, your thoughts are very clear. Mm-hmm. And she made me the sports editor on the spot of Temple um, newspaper, on the spot. Wow. wow. And we became friends that whole time. She used to have poetry sets at her house. And I, I'm a musician. No, I don't play as much as I used to with a keyboard. And I used to bring my keyboard and play piano behind her poetry sets and everything while her little child was running around the house. Wow. That teacher was Dr. Donda Weston. The child was Kanye. Oh wow. wow! Wow! She was one of my greatest inspirations, Dr. Donna West. Great woman, great wow. woman.
1: Mm.
2: Wow! Wow! Chicago State University, man. I I love that school for that reason. I saw you there yesterday. I I, I thought about that. Hey, yeah. speaking
0: of writing, though, you wrote uh, the the song for Barack Obama's inauguration,
2: right? Yeah, the jingle like, for the for jingle. President, I wrote the jingle for President Barack Obama, and I I, uh, I when I talk about that time. I, one I, few things i can say first of all uh Barack obama is a loyal heart he's loyal that he 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 knew i, I approached him coming out of a banquet one night and you know he wasn't the president he didn't have all the glistening glamour getting in his own car you know run over shoes you know literally the whole night trying to make it trying to do his thing but he was he was a representative but he wasn't nowhere near like you know like the president and he didn't have the money to really pay me. So he like other um, clients, I was trying to, I was hustling, you know, trying to get my, my jingles out to different people. I did what I did for a lot of people that didn't believe I, could, I was good at it or didn't have the money to pay me. I would do it anyway. I would go in the studio, invest my own money and I would do it anyway because I believed that much in myself that I knew when you got it, by the time you, you, you would hear it, you're going to, you're going to hear it. Like I heard it. And mm-hmm. I did Emma Michelle, um, they said, listen, we don't have a lot, but but they offered me $300. Well, uh, maybe almost a year had passed, and somebody else had told me to call them, didn't know I'd already connected with them, and um, I ended up in the office of the campaign manager for Barack Obama once this campaign got going real real serious. And um, he came through the hallway one day, and he leaned over and looked at me, and he said, wow, he remembered. And he told his campaign manager, he said, whatever he's doing here, let him do it, because when well, I didn't have no money. He Mm -hmm. helped. And and that's how he, me and David Axelrod started doing different other campaigns. Now, having said all that and the fact that I do respect him, I didn't appreciate how he didn't do what he should have done as the president of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. So that's why I I teach the audience on the radio. I said, listen, I can I can like you and respect you and don't have to agree with you. And we can still be good. That's
0: right. Right. Right.
2: I ain't got to agree with him. No, I think it's policies in terms of what we were that whole rising tide lifts all book, You let an Hispanic get to be the president of the United States and see what they do directly for Hispanics. Damn. That's what I'm saying. So when you get there, with like me, I got 1.8 million listeners. I cannot tell you over the last 15 years how many people that I will give my and we pay for the radio time. I will give it. It costs 240 to 400 a minute. For me to have those shows so if somebody come on my show and talk five minutes i just paid for that wow and i've let thousands of people come on the show so to whom much is given much is required so you get wow. to be the president of the united states of america you're a black man damn it you're going to do whatever you need to do to advance black folks and everybody else but don't let it be said when you got out of there that you didn't purposefully advance black folks and that's my whole thing I'm a purposefully advanced black folks while I, even if I got to spend my own money because to whom much is given, much is required.
0: And he didn't do that.
2: He, he didn't do that. He did, he, 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 he was a president. He, he, it looked good. I felt good to see him and Michelle and Sasha Malia go to the White House. To this day, I'll never forget, you know, the feeling I had with them doing that. But when you, it's like having your brother your cousin get the top job in a major corporation making millions of dollars. And 90 percent of the rest of your family got a a minimum wage job, but they qualified in other areas. And your cousin or your brother didn't bring none of them up there to the to the big suites where they can make some money. But then Mm. then when they got when they floated off that job, then they were gone. But nobody else got advanced. Mm. When I say I'm, I'm saying that the presidency is powerful, don't believe me? Look at what every American president has done for their people in that directly form in that office. The presidency is powerful, guys. Just say you don't want to do it. Don't say you did. And see, so so my conversation is, is, is not normal in that I challenge the status quo. And that's what we have to do in our communities. We cannot elect aldermen, and we cannot elect representatives. Only to do nothing for four years, eight years, twelve, and then keep electing them, and then wonder why nothing's changing in our community. That's our whole problem. If we don't hold people accountable, let me tell you something. If, if, if in other communities you let them go and get a, a seat of office, a presidency, a, a mayorship, or whatever, and not deliver for their own people, yeah, take care of everybody else, and not live and see what will happen. I'm just telling you just see what happens. We're the well, only people that will let somebody be an alderman for 25 years and the community is going to hell in a handbasket and we'll keep both of them again.
0: Mm, well, class is in session again.
2: The worst <laughs> of you ever have is the pressure that you self-inflict on yourself. So, don't, so, so sometimes, so get back to your very first question. What is the answer? That we have to start holding each other accountable. And until we do that, it is over we have to start holding each other accountable no you cannot shoot and kill each other it can't happen we're gonna find you mm. until that happens nothing gonna happen why so, Why would why Why should anything happen nobody else gonna float into our community and and change it if we don't hold each other accountable i'm let me let me say this like so one of the other things i i, I really like minister Farrakhan, um, I got to be close to Minister Farrakhan when with the 10th anniversary of million memoirs the second time I wrote a song and he made it the, the, the song for the for the for the March for that year for 2005 and I had a lot of chances to be around the nation of Islam during that time and one thing I got to say about them clearly they hold each other accountable mm. They do. They hold each other accountable. You're just not going to misuse each other over here, and think that it's, it's going to be like that. It's not going to be just like that. And we used to be like that. My daddy back in the day when on our block on 114th Street, I I told you, Bobby, earlier, <laughs> right across the street from me, uh, Miss Miss Richardson used to um she passed away when her kids were younger we were all younger but she used to make sure we got to school my mother and father used to make sure their kids got to school. we we just helped each other you know but when you but, said uh, miss
0: richardson you got to tell live who that is Miss well
2: quentin's mother quentin richardson's mother so quentin used to fall off his big wheel no sooner than he got on it almost every day so <laughs> we used to help him on his big wheel and his mom and dad put a basketball hoop on, on the on the house and, I, and, and when I, I think about how we were back there, it's like nobody we, we all looked out for each other. you know everybody everybody poured with each other. you know there was there was there was just togetherness in the sense that we had to make sure that it happened for each other. We gotta get back to that, man because Quinn could have been like Benji and and it, it did end up that his brother it did happen like that some years ago. After Quinton got uh, you know almost retired to the point of retiring. Oh, he hadn't quite retired, but he had a brother Lee who was a little older than he was, and he was still living in the house. But he wasn't living there for time because he had gone out to L.A. with his brother, and he and his father were driving their SUV, and they came back to the house, and somebody shot him, try to rob his father, and they shot um, Lee Quinton's brother and killed him. Mm. And, and um, but I think about Benji, and I think about that. We have to start policing and holding each other accountable in our own community at every single, even A.C. Green. So if A.C. Green don't come up to par in some area, any area, that's why even even with the resources of the radio show, I tell them all the time, if anybody ever calls, complains or has an issue with anything, and if it, 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 you don't handle it right there, I want to know you couldn't handle it. I want to know. Mm. Well, you mm-hmm. see, you can whatever I say, I want to know everybody that t- comes up like that. If you couldn't handle it, I want to I know who could be listening to me on the radio and you couldn't service them well. I want to know that. I want to know them. I want to know it because I'm not going to be a hypocrite to my own people. Mm. And, and that's why we got to think. I got to be accountable to my own people first. And so I, I don't criticize president barack obama or anybody any higher than i criticize myself i gotta mm. hope that we gotta start being like that until we start being like that again you all anything can happen anything mm. can happen this is our house this is our universe this is our country in a country this is our thing before we go out and and my mom used to tell me all the time boy you got on clean underwear and i yeah, like yeah my right wife you know, I said, "Why are you asking?" Because I want to make sure that they clean. Because you might be in an accident out there sometimes. My mom just said the same thing. To me. <laughs> I
0: sure did. All our moms said.
2: That. <laughs> you out there with dirty drawers on and all that. But <laughs> so she's trying to make sure that you know it's good because she, she used to say, I, "I I watch what you do in the house, and I get on you if you do a bad in the house. Because I know if you do a bad here, you might do a bad out there." Mm-hmm. You, see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the idea, if we police each other first, if we are on each other first, if we hold each other accountable, that means that we are not going to be bad as we get out there. I want us to be better because we all are part of that betterment. Today, it was, yesterday it was that young man. Tomorrow, it could be somebody else. Mm-hmm. The next day, it could be somebody else. And it could get closer and closer to home. And so yeah. really the life that we're saying Saving it could be our own life, and that's right. So we have to make sure we're on top of it,
1: man. AC, man, we appreciate you, brother, for real.
2: I appreciate uh, you. Brother. Uh, thanks for the invitation.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's straight knowledge that you just dropped on our listeners. And uh, and please go follow us. you know, AC Green, the AC Green Show, right?
2: The ACGREENSHOW.COM on um, uh, the website, the ACGREENSHOW.COM, and Facebook. And LinkedIn, the AC Green Show on all platforms. The AC Green Show. Wow.
1: And you be dropping knowledge just like this on your show too. You on Sundays, enough- I get a
2: chance to do it more, but on the weekdays, you know, I, I wanna I talk like we're talking, like, a, like we're sitting around a kitchen table and we're having conversation. And I, I want to see our people do good. I think over the last 60, I'm 60, I made 60. Uh I always say Michael Jackson because our birthday on the same day. Wow! Mm-hmm. I, when i made 60 in my mind i got all these years so we take away let's take away 20 of those years so for 40 years i've been hearing where we need to be mm. now i get blessed to be on the radio you think that i'm i'm not going to push the envelope i don't care i really don't care how people feel about what I'm saying. As long as the truth is coming out of my mouth, mm. if it's a lie, we in trouble. But if the truth come out of my mouth, I got to leave it up to God to let that truth resonate in people, so that it can it can. Work. But but giving you something that you can feel just for the purpose of you having a feeling, I ain't doing that. I'm <laughs> just not gonna, let somebody else do that. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Wow. we got too much just feel good and we don't have enough information and truth and what we're doing is we're taking this many of these half truths untruths and, and feelings and we're making them beliefs and you know the a belief ain't truth
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's what you believe right and mm-hmm. what we're doing is we, we're taking these beliefs and we're forming them into understandings and we're passing those understandings down to our kids still not the truth mm-hmm. and what does Stevie want to say when you believe in things you don't understand then you suffer because superstition ain't the way anything you're doing on a regular basis that ain't the truth but it's a belief is a superstition and that many of us are living our life based on superstition not the truth yeah
1: mm. we got to end on that man <laughs> hey see you dropped jewels baby wow thank That's god real. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about the real estate and, uh, and all that, but I, we'll get you on another time and talk all about right. <laughs> you know, because uh, I think our people need to hear that too, as far as, you know, how, how that looks, you know, how do they go about, you know, doing that be, before they get in that trouble of I can't afford it because my credit score is only 300 or 400, you know? So yeah, we'll talk about that next time, man. They see, we appreciate, you coming on and uh Bobby, Bobby said, man, we gotta get we gotta get AC on. And I was like, yes, AC Green, yes, the Lakers star, the superstar. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm gonna tell you this, this is better than that. You know, uh what you talked about, especially for our Chicagoans, to to understand what we what we need to do as a people. And I think sometimes we all get confused. If I make enough money, then I'm out of here. You know i forget about my people that's left behind because i made it you know and i think that's selfish of us
2: it is it is not our heritage it's not our history we have ancestors who did the opposite of that they made sure that everybody was taken care of yeah Mm. if it it happened at home before they ever took it abroad Mm. and we have changed that now it's more important to many right now that we look good, we drive good, we do all those things and then we move on out and it's all right. and Nobody has any remorse or any feeling about that. But if you look at it like this, if all of us are, are standing on a platform and everybody has a hold to a side of the platform to keep it stable, you're no stronger than your weakest link. If you're a good team, if you're a good organization, you're going to make sure everybody's strong because at some point you may need the third stringer.
1: Mm. Wow.
2: That's,
1: that's legit. That's legit right there, man. And uh, I'm going to call you the triple threat. <laughs> hey, see, you got the triple threat. He can pass you. Can...
2: <laughs> That'll be good. I need, I need to sweat real good. So y'all have a real good game. You know, I'm telling you, y'all, listen, I know y'all go, y'all go because y'all got the height on me, but I got the heart.
1: Oh, all right, I'll
2: right. <laughs> bring the heart. I ain't got the height.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Hey, hey, real quick before you go, AC man, me and Liv, man, we want to try to team up with you, man, to put together a, a game or something to bring in these youth, maybe a celebrity game or something in the future. You got bring it. these so youth we,
1: in, man.
2: Let's go. Let's go. We're gonna promote it too. Let's go. Yeah. Let, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it
1: all right yeah that's uh, okay let's try, let's try to start working on that then bob and uh and 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 we can do it at one of those high schools i know we can get one of those high schools easy, absolutely right?
0: yeah we, we'll take an off-market high school because we we you take one of those schools that's at risk man and let's go in there and try to bring some energy
1: to uh, one of the junior
2: high school is a good high school
1: that is that is yeah and they it's right there floor. it's right there
2: they got a yep. good floor they got i think they just did the floor or something they just redid the floor
1: yeah, that's let's do it. do it. Let's do, do it. it. Yeah, let's do it. I think we can pull some, some 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 celebrities in some celebrities in and and not just do it just to be doing it. just saying, you know what we're going to do with this and we're going to have a little party. We're going to, you know, we're going to barbecue and all that. That's that's really put our mind. Let's put the let's go to the think tank, man, and see what we need to do to keep this going too. not just saying, you know, we're going to do this big event and then we all leave you know let's give these kids or give these parents or people in the neighborhood the resources like you just said let's let's see how we can give them that resources that they need instead of saying i'll give you a hundred dollars and then you you get the hundred dollars and you spend that and then you're like i'm back to zero again
2: yeah yeah so if you need me let me know
1: all right
0: absolutely ac green in the building take it For easy sure. big
1: guy we'll
2: be in touch man I, I appreciate it yes sir hey
0: man thank you.
1: you man yeah that was good that was good man all right bob you did it again man you had me you had me on my in my, my shaking boots and i'm like i don't know what to ask ac man because i do you know but right. man pff, we didn't need to ask him something anything because he was sharing all of his knowledge with our listeners man so i'm hoping that the listeners you know, saw that, man, and got something out of it because um, he let it be known. He, he wasn't for what Obama. Obama was talking about, and he got there and didn't help. He was Trump. He threw Trump, you know, said some stuff about Trump. So he was like, man, it, it's not just that. It's what we think, how we think. And Well, I never heard it
0: like that, but for him to say, you know, our president was a narcissist, and the reality of it, a lot of bus are. Because if you think about it, everybody, think about themselves. They do. So we they become do. a narcissist society. But yet yeah. we don't like Trump. Yeah. That was a great analogy, man. So yeah, thanks, Liv, for being open to it, man. I know that wasn't pretty much your lane. I know, but I just oh. saw something in him when I met him that was like, man, it, it's just sometimes.
1: No, see, what, what, what you told me it was real estate, but that wasn't real estate. That was straight like history. That's like knowledge. Some some knowledge that. We didn't even touch on the real estate, you know. So that's why I was like, when you was telling me he was like he right, you know, do a lot of real estate, you know, for people, man. Well, well he's, the, he's basically, a like a
0: right, he's a, he's a teacher, right. man. And and you know, that's what I heard when I went on this show. Like I was telling you before I, I was there an hour ahead of time, and I got a chance to listen to him talk and his his content, and he all about he just like you, you know, just like me. He wants to see us do better, man. Yeah, you know, and when you see people speaking from the gut like that. This yes. ain't no fake. So I was just like, and I know how where you are. You know how I am about our people, dude. We yeah. we, we want to see our young brothers do better, man. We're tired of opening up the paper like the kid is Simeon. Man, he got a family.
1: yeah.
0: And I had a nephew get killed. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to go look at my nephew on the ground with a bullet in his head. I've seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the news, it happened yesterday, and it's gone for everybody else. But that family, man, sitting in that house, and that body's not that. He's not that no more. So, you know, it's just we become uh, desensitized. And uh, we're going to keep talking about it. And like I say, Lynn, we're going to get together on that. We're going to bump trade thoughts and we're going to adopt some high schools and go out and start helping these kids move forward. Because, like you say, after they leave the school, oh, well.
1: Yeah, and then it's, we
0: reach one.
1: It's, it's like what I just said, man. We have been taught to say, I want, right? I want money, right? But then when you get the money, you circle right back around and want more money, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you have the resources, like he was saying, okay, let's build up the community, do X, Y, and Z. Now you don't have to come back to me. Now you know what you need to do to keep getting your community involved and everybody's eating, you know? Right. I think that's a, that's a good point he made, but yeah, man, it was a good one. It was a good one, man. And, um, Uh, I I really I learned stuff, you know, I learned something, you know, today, uh, too, from just listening. That's why I wasn't talking as much. I was just trying to soak it in and listen. You know, sometimes you got to hear things, you know, just like what he said. man. it's crazy that when people put things out there, that's why they do all these commercials. And you get the same commercials over and over again, because then you start wanting to what? Go buy it. You want to go go purchase whatever they keep showing on television. So the same thing. If people keeps telling you that you're not nothing, you know that this is this is who you are. You you came from you know slavery, uh, and and you'd never become nothing. You you start to believe that. So now you're just going out there on the hustle, you know, doing whatever it takes to get to survive. And we as a black human race, we need to do different. We need to think different. And he says basically we need to start all over from zero, you know. <laughs> we 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 have to start over from scratch so man yeah that was dope man that was dope like that like that all right so let's uh Kevin man thanks for tuning in Kevin Haywood my man always Daryl Arnold uh Terry Sampson tuned in Tanya tuned in my sister Dee Dee tuned in Brian tuned in Carvel So he wants in on that. Hey, Liv,
0: before you close, I want to add to what you just said. And you said when people keep telling you the same thing over and over and over, and you start believing it. I learned in college that was the self fulfilling prophecy. You know, you've been told your whole life, oh, you ain't going to amount to nothing. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be a drug dealer like your daddy. And kids stop believing that. And within themselves, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy to fulfill that because that's what they've been told. Yeah. You know? And it's unfortunate so many kids go through that. Me and you were lucky, you know. Nobody told us that. My parents didn't talk to me like that. It was love in my crib, so oh, I yeah, know man. what it feels like to be loved, Jack. <laughs> was man, my mama, hey, hugged us all the time. You know what I'm saying?
1: Man, so, my grandmother, my grandmother, my my mom and my aunts and uncles all. of Man, that's that's what it was. It was all love, you know, mm-hmm. hugs and, and, and telling each other how much they love each other. Yeah, man.
0: being and, considerate. Yeah, coming yeah. shoveling the snow and. Yeah. nailing up something and fixing something going over for other family members house helping out we need you saturday to come pick weeds and can you come yeah. over and the kid
1: or go or go or go across that street uh go across that street and cut miss, miss such and such grass you know so you know, all, you know yeah. things like that you know, clean up whatever. the whole
0: block go out there we got to go clean up the neighborhood this neighborhood cleanup day that's missing that's missing that's missing man and we need our youth involved in not leave the damn guns at home while y'all doing it damn, damn. yeah but this was a good one, man. I enjoyed it, man. I really did. I, I, I got a chance to hear a lot of stuff. And I just think people from all ball to watch our ball need to hear another side of our ball. And he's right. a ball in his own right, you know. So
1: Oh, he's a he's a big time baller, you know, one point something followers. He he's doing something right. He got people following him and, and listening to what he has to say, you know, because he said he just wouldn't even feel right. I got right. all these followers and people, and I'm not sharing the the knowledge that they they need, you know, to be somebody, to be better, you know. So, right. same thing with us, man. With the on the basketball side, we ain't here to try try to tear anybody down. We up here, we over here trying to uplift people. So, right, that's right. the difference than us, you know. So, yeah, we gonna keep it going, man. We gonna keep it moving for sure.
0: Yes, sir. All up on Chicago, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran. The McDonald All American, your host Morgan, living in the building. What you finna be on, big fella?
1: Man, I'm about to be on my AC Green. (laughs) (laughs) Man, the way he was talking, man, I'm about to start getting on my AC Green. All right, my man. And you have a good one, man. And uh, stay safe in them streets, man. All right. Better know it. Asta la vista, baby. Peace. All Ball Chicago. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank y'all
2: for watching. Chicago.
0: Shoutout oh, oh, all Chicago.